Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hiya, folks. You're listening to Two Men and the Mouse, episode 190 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on January the 24th, 2020. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Pete. What's going on? Nothing. All right. Doing well, some Disney. Yeah, that, that's right. We are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. Um, so, been a while since we've done this, and that is 100% my fault uh, for many re- I was in New Jersey for a month, as you know. Um, that is true. I saw you. Yeah, I, I, had, to co- I had to come up for... Um, for the holidays, but then I had a wrestling show like mid January, so I ended up staying longer. Now we were we we tried to record while I was up there, like old school in the store, and it was a disastrous failure. It was a it was a disaster. Yeah, no, like it, it is possibly the worst audio we've ever recorded. Um, I don't think we've ever actually like done like half of a show and just been like, okay, listen, yeah. Well, no, because we, so we obviously we didn't have any equipment, so we were trying to like talk into the laptop, and for some reason it just wasn't picking up everything. So it was like you'd get like half a sentence, and then it would like stop, and it was just the worst. So we couldn't record while I was up there, unfortunately. Uh, so I do apologize for that, but we are back now, and we are um, committing to a regular schedule. Um, but uh, we have a lot of news to catch up on. That is the end result of this. Um, we have a yes, upcoming, yeah, yeah like. Next week we're going to do the the um, the Disney New Year's resolutions, which is what we were going to do okay. on on Christmas Eve when we tried to record. Um, it was Christmas Eve also when we did that. Was it? Yeah, it was Christmas Eve. It was exactly a month oh, ago from today. Okay, awesome. Uh, the news brought to you as always by our good friend Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Uh, please check out Dave Weikert over there. Um, you can email him DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net He's on Facebook as Magical Travel Dave He's in our Facebook discussion group Facebook.com slash group slash Two Men and the Mouse Dave has got you covered When it comes to your Disney vacation Okay, so um, Despite the fact that we have so much news this week There's nothing worldwide, nothing resort Nothing water park So right off the okay. bat, we've got three uh, Water park news, I mean uh, uh, Unless you count the fact that like this past week Has been super cold in Florida and I mean, like cold, cold, like like cold the way it is never cold. I've heard it's supposed to be chilly there. Yeah, no, it's been in like the forties, the thirties. At night, I've heard it can get down into the twenties. I haven't ventured outside the house in a couple days, so <laughs> I've kind of been hiding. You're not at the water park? Uh, no, no, I was not at the water park. Uh, you know, joining the polar bear club. Um, but we do have Disney Springs news. Okay, I'll take that. Uh, the new Cirque du Soleil show, Drawn to Life, is coming to uh, Disney Springs, and we have more information now. 
Uh, tickets are priced okay. between $79 and $179. Uh, Cirque du Soleil Group and Disney Parks Experiences and Products are thrilled to announce Drawn to Life, the highly anticipated new family-friendly show coming to Walt Disney World Resort in Lake Buena Vista, Florida, written and directed by Michael LaPriest and, F- and Fabrice Becker. This collaboration between Cirque du Soleil, Walt Disney Animation Studio, and Walt Disney An- Imagineering will open for previews March 20th, 2020, and officially premiere April 17th, 2020. The show will take residency at Disney Springs, and tickets are now on sale at CircusLA.com. So it is a Disney-themed Cirque du show. I, I got to tell you, I, I, am, I am fascinated by it. I, I can't tell you I'll ever do it, but Yeah, I can't I imagine know about you ever it. doing this, but I, I could definitely see it being like a cool thing. Um, I'm, you know, I'm curious to see what people say after it opens. The Cirque du Soleil Entertainment Group president uh, and CEO, Daniel Lamar, had this to say. <clears throat> For Cirque du Soleil, this is a beautiful way of celebrating Disney's legacy in the art of animation. This new and exciting product is most certainly the best way to highlight the privileged relationship we have with our colleagues at Walt Disney World and our joint commitment to continually bring audiences new experiences that surpass their expectations. Yay! I threw in the yay for dramatic effect. I was going to say, I read that quote. There was no yay. Yeah. Um, The show is a result of years of research and extraordinary collaboration that included extensive visits to Disney theme parks. Sounds like hard work. Uh, the Walt Disney Archives, Walt Disney Imagineering, Walt Disney Animation Studio, Pixar Animation Studio, the Walt Disney Family Museum, as well as hands-on work between Disney animators and Cirque du Soleil. In fact, the Cirque du Soleil teams collaborated extensively with legacy animators to create the show. So there you go. All right. Uh, the new show follows the story of Julie, a courageous and determined girl who discovers an unexpected gift Left by her late father, an unfinished animation piece, guided by a surprising pencil, she embarks on an inspiring quest, sprinkled with her Disney childhood memories. Through this journey, she learns to imagine new possibilities and animate the story of her future. That sounds kind of cool. International cast of more than 65 artists, Cirque du Soleil Theater in Disney Springs at Walt Disney World Resort, will welcome up to 1,580 spectators for each show five days a week. That's a big theater. Yeah. In further Disney Springs news, this is the one I'm more excited about, which should tell you a lot about me. Uh, the M&M store is coming to Disney Springs. Uh, that is pretty cool. Have you ever been in an M&M store? Yes, I've been to the one in Times Square, and I've been to the one in the Florida Mall, which is the one that's closing down to move to Disney Springs. Okay. Yeah, I've done the one in Times Square. I know there's one in Vegas I've been in. Uh, interesting. Yeah, the M&M store is, is always fun. Like, it's always a good time. When I went to the one in Vegas, they had like a movie you watched, like an Eminem like action movie. It was really pretty cool. I was like, yeah, that's really neat. The um, they haven't given word yet on any kind of attractions or anything that are coming for it. Um, but we do know it is moving from the Florida Mall here, which I mean, Disney Springs is a much better place for an Eminem store than a dying mall. Oh yeah, yeah. It's going to be located on the west side. Uh, it's set to open this year, so that's pretty uh, that's pretty incredible that they're going to get it done that quick. Um, and it is going to be next to Splitsville across from House of Blues, taking the place of a couple retail shops okay. there. They've released some uh, uh, concept art of what it's going to look like, and it's pretty spectacular. I got to tell you, though, this is a huge blow to the Florida Mall. I mean, I've never even heard of Florida Mall. So I'm assuming it's just a mall in Florida. There, are, yeah, there, there are two malls in Orlando. There's the Mall at Millennia, which is like the more like high end, you know, 
the Dowager Countess would enjoy it uh, mall. And then you have the Florida Mall, which is more like a regular mall. Uh, it's kind of like the Woodbridge Mall or the Menlo Mall in Jersey, uh, which most okay. of our listeners have no idea what I'm talking about when I say that. Um, only they don't have but Jose do. Tejas within stone's throw distance. Um, it's true. But yeah, the Florida Mall's got the Crayola experience. It's got a really cool food court. It's got a Carlos Bakery in it from Cake Boss. I wonder if at the M&M store, the new one, will they have a character meet and greet? I only say that because the Coke store has the polar bear, which is awesome. That is awesome. true. Like, could we meet the M&Ms? I, I mean, why wouldn't you be able to meet an M&M? At least red and yellow, right? Oh, see, I was thinking green. That's funny. Red and yellow are, like, the two M&Ms. Like, like the, the, the rest of the cast is fine, but, like, red and yellow are, like, the original two. They're the ones that met Santa in that commercial that is one of the oldest commercials on TV every holiday season. I know, but the green one's a girl, and, you know. The green one is a girl. Maybe you do red and green. Like Christmas colors. Only at, only at Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, Magic Kingdom news. The entrance area refurbishment is nearing completion. Now, I know when you were there, you saw these walls outside the Magic Kingdom entrance, and it definitely is a magic killer. Right. I mean, look, it's not Epcot. Epcot is nothing but walls. You're, like, walking through a maze. Like, I feel like there should be a big hunk of cheese at the end of Epcot with the amount of walls you're going to walk through. Which, I I mean, I'm all for cheese at any point in time. Not you, but, um... The um, the old security areas where you used to have to go through security in front of the Magic Kingdom, those are gone now, which has freed up a lot of open space. So it's much more spacious to walk through now. Okay. Now, where are the security checkpoints now? Uh, you have a security checkpoint at the TTC. Okay. To go through. And what's interesting is when you go through the TTC, so let's say you go through the uh, security at the TTC and get on the Epcot monorail. They've moved mm-hmm. the Epcot uh, security checkpoint so that you don't have to then go through security again. Oh, nice. Because you've already gone through it at the TTC. Uh, right. So you got it there. You've got uh, checkpoints at every at the boat launch at Magic Kingdom. So the resort the resort boat launches. Not the not the the ferry boat, because those people went through at the TTC, but like right. the yeah, the um, the launches from the resorts have them there. And the, there's one by the bus stop, like before you get hmm. in. So is the one by the bus stop like enormous? I mean, I, I, you yeah, have it's pretty big. Twenty resorts of people pulling up. You know, what I mean, like it's it's got to be massive. It's pretty big. I don't think it's as big as the one at the TTC, but it's pretty okay. Big. The villain caravan is coming to Disney's vil- did the Disney villains after hours event. Uh, so they're adding more entertainment to the lineup. It's returning for 24 nights in 2020. Uh, this year, the villain's cursed caravan will join Maleficent the Dragon as she creeps through the park twice nightly. The procession will feature Gaston, Oogie Boogie, Cruella DeVille, Captain Hook, and more. As before, this event does not include character meet and greets. So again, this is a after-hours villains-themed uh, event in which you don't get to meet the villains. Right. Which, to me, like, that's part of the fun of it, isn't it? Like, Yeah. That's yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, uh, it takes why place. Theme it. Yeah, it takes place on select nights from February seventh to July tenth. Um, it's going to be fourteen nights longer this year than last year, and ticket prices have increased uh, with advance purchase being one hundred and forty-five dollars. Same day price is one hundred fifty-five. Uh, pass holders and DVC members get it at, for one fifteen. 
That's a lot of money for an after hours event. Sure, where I don't even get a picture. Yeah, there's. Do you do you think that they're like because the villains are there, like they they felt justified to hike the price? Uh, maybe. Mm. I don't know. I, I can't see myself doing this. I mean, as a pass holder, it would be one fifteen, but still, it's like almost it's almost that's almost more expensive. Like the regular pri- pricing for non pass holders or DVC members is more than a full day at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, and how many hours long is it? I don't know. I, it didn't say, but it's not like it's a couple hours. Right. It can't be. You know. I would assume it's about the same kind of time period as like a not so scary. Yeah. I mean, some of these hard ticket events are uh, are getting really pricey. I mean, for you with a family of four, would be like si- almost six hundred bucks. But see, there's no draw. Like, let's say we were there during the villain event. There's no draw for us there. Right. Right. Because we're going to get on ride, with no ride. lines. Like that's the whole point is that it's right. Less but I mean, we know how to do fast pass plus. We execute pretty well. Yeah. I'm going to do two days of Magic Kingdom anyway. I mean, if you're telling me I'm not getting like special treats and pictures with characters, like there's no real like, oh, I have to do that. I mean, that's the thing. If you start throwing in special treats and pictures with characters, this then becomes another not so scary. Which right. honestly, it's priced. It's- more than not so scary. So, dude, if I took a family of four, you're looking at six hundred bucks, and it's it, like it's more expensive than not so scary, right? Which kind of blows my mind. It's amazing. Like I've gotten a not so scary, like like one of like the August or September dates. I've gotten like a pass holder discount for like seventy five bucks before, right? Which sounds great. Honestly, that should be what it costs all yeah. the time. Yeah. Okay, uh, but. If demand is there, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna oh, charge it. You know, if you'll pay it, they'll charge it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, the Tron light cycle vehicles are now on display in Tomorrowland. That's exciting. I, I saw that they have mount. You can sit on it, right? Yep. The display is now located near to Space Mountain. Uh, it also reveals that Enterprise Rental Cars is a sponsor of Tron Light Cycle Run. Guests are welcome to climb aboard to try out the seating position for the coaster. So make sure you're comfortable in the seat. Just like in the movie, Enterprise is sponsoring Tron. Yeah. Uh, we have a... All the cycles have an Enterprise sticker on the side. That would be funny. Um, we have a uh, closure in the Magic Kingdom, like a forever closure. Uh, okay, what is it? The Pirates League, which I forgot was there. Uh, I was just going to say, man, that's, been, that's a throwback. Yeah. Uh, it closes as of July 26th. It was a bibbity-bobbity type experience. Uh, where kids got to be made up, made over as pirates. Uh, there is no word on a replacement yet, but there are plans for the space. So something okay. else is coming there. Uh, did you guys ever do the Pirates League? Your kids ever do it? No. Did no, Abby Ethan do, never really had any. Did Abby ever do Bibbidi Bobbidi? No. And I asked her, too, when she was little. But, um, you know, she kind of wanted to, but not really at the same time. How old is she now? Eleven. She could still do it. For one more year. It's true. Um, Although next trip she'll be 12. I think at 12 you could still... Actually, I think it's under... Oh, yeah? It's either under 12 or under 14. I'm not sure. I'll have to look. I know it's under 14. You can't wear a costume. Right. Um, so, I'll, I'll check that out. Epcot news. We have a new temporary Starbucks location open, that has opened in Epcot because 
God forbid we don't have our Starbucks coffee in Epcot and we have to slum it at Joffrey's. Not cool. No. Um, listen, I'm all about that Joffrey's life. I am, I am a firm believer that, you know, in Disney you drink Joffrey's coffee. Yeah, I thought Joffrey's was like the coffee of Disney World. Um, it's supposed to be, you know, it's, um, but then Starbucks kind of moved in and, uh, you know, set up shop. So the new temporary Starbucks, because the current Starbucks is currently being refurbed as part of the huge walled off area in, in, uh, in future world. Uh, it's going to be, it's called the Traveler's Cafe and it is located along the Rose Walk, uh, which is that like little path you take over by the Imagination Pavilion heading toward, uh, uh, World Showcase. And it is near the refreshment port. It's also, there's some new restrooms there as well, which is very exciting to me. Uh, Now, have they always, I've seen it referred to as the Rose Walk recently. Have they always called it? I think it's a great name. It's a great name. I don't know if they've always called it that. I've heard it before. but It's great. It's awesome. I don't know when they started calling it that. We have uh, the announced lineup for the Garden Rocks concert series for for the Flower and Garden Festival. Okay. Um, another veritable who's that of of music. No, I'm, I'm kidding. A lot of these are actually pretty cool bands. Uh, March 4th to 5th, you've got Peebo Bryson, new this year. The 13th okay. to 16th, Simple Plan. 17th to 19th, Starship featuring Mickey Thomas. You know me, I love me some Starship. Uh, 20th to 23rd, Mark Wills, also new this year. Uh, March 24th to 26th, The Spinners. 27th to 28th, Sister Hazel. 29th to 30th, The Pointer Sisters. March 31st to April 2nd, uh, former Journey lead vocalist Steve Augeri, or, or Gary, I don't know how to say his name. I just know Journey. Um, do you think even without... So it's just him without Journey, obviously. Right. Do I think he does Journey songs? Yes. I think he probably puts a couple in there. You think, like, they're definitely going to at least play, like, um, uh, Don't Stop Believing." Sure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Cause, like, I feel like you kind of could you imagine if you got there and he was just like, here's all the stuff off my new off my new solo album. But I bet you'd also let him cover other songs that yeah, you probably. would know that aren't necessarily journey. April 3rd to 4th, Blood, Sweat and Tears. 5th to 6th is Expose. 7th to 9th is Berlin. 19th to 20, 19th to 20th is Rick Springfield. I like me some Rick Springfield. Um, Jesse's girl. Yeah. 24th to 27th, Plain White Tees. 28th to 30th, Don Felder, formerly of the Eagles. Now, do you think he plays all Eagles music? Um, Again, I bet you he does a couple songs that aren't Eagles specific, but yeah, probably Eagles. Yeah. Uh, May 1st to 2nd, Don McLean. 5th to 7th, Ambrosia with Peter Beckett. 8th to 9th, Thelma Houston. 10th to 11th, the Allman Brothers, who are new this year. 12th to 14th, Air Supply. I am so there for Air Supply. People love Air Supply. That's Air Supply, right? Yeah. Sure. Um, 15th to 18th, Herman's Hermits, starring Peter Peter Noon. Um, 19th, 21st, Mike Del Judice and Big Shot. 24th to 25th, Daughtry. 26th to 28th, Marshall Tucker Band. And 31st to June 1st, Survivor. Garden Rocks concert. Have you ever done one of these concerts when you've been there during the festival? I have not. No. Hmm. 
I always see lines for it, so yeah. I mean, they must fill that amphitheater. It's, I mean, like it's it's always fun, like when you're there and you don't know who the band is that's playing, and you see the massive line, and you wonder who it is. Um, right. Well, they usually have those little poster things. They do. Out there so, so, but like, it's fun to like almost guess. Like the one time I was there, there was a huge. I mean, a massive line, and so I looked, and it was it was Boys to Men that night. I was just gonna say Boys to Men. Yeah, I know that you should draw a big crowd. Yeah. Uh, Boys to Men, Postmodern Jukebox, like those are the ones that, that draw like a really big crowd. Right. Um, uh, speaking of that area, um, I saw I caught a rare character sighting uh, last week over in that area. Who was it? None other than John Smith from Pocahontas. Wow. John Smith from Pocahontas was out. The main um, Jim Hawkins from Treasure Planet was also out. Wow. Yeah. Apparently, they were doing some training for DVC. Uh, they weren't announced. They weren't out for long, but they would. They brought them out. John Smith was in the. You'd, you'd assume John Smith is in like the U.S. pavilion. He's in. The, he was in the Italy pavilion. Huh. Well, maybe he just walked over there. He's settling. Um. The. Uh, but yeah, we didn't get there in time for to get online. We heard John. My friends and I heard John Smith where it was there, and so we motored over to get over there, and it just we were too late. They weren't letting people in the line anymore. My friend Samantha was like devastated. Um, That's so funny. Yeah, I would be too. It's all it's all in a um, recent Morty Monster video. Uh, Ducktales World Showcase Adventure is going to replace Agent P's World Showcase Adventure, which I mean, you know, part of me wants to be upset about this because you know I love me some Phineas and Ferb, but I also love me some Ducktales, so I feel like I can't really be mad about this. Yeah, but I think this vehicle is something that they can always use to keep it fresh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, this concept has been around for how long and has gone through how many iterations? I love the idea that they can always change it and still have the you know basics of it there, but under a new like IP. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's a new interactive adventure. will launch at Epcot featuring characters from Disney's DuckTales. Uh, DuckTales World Showcase Adventure invites guests to join Scrooge McDuck, Donald, Nephews Huey, Dewey, and Louie, Launchpad, and Webby in search of priceless treasure. Using the Play Disney Parks mobile app, guests take a trip around World Showcase discovering exotic destinations, exciting mysteries, and maybe even a few thieves, villains, and supernatural guardians of ancient artifacts. This sounds awesome. I mean... Yeah, it sounds cool. Agent P's World Showcase Adventure is already awesome, and I love it, and I feel like I have to go do it again before it leaves. But this is like... I mean, DuckTale, the new DuckTales is fantastic. Have you been watching it? I'm so behind, but I have seen a whole bunch of There's them. There's so many, like, little, like, things that just show you that this show is being made by people that love the IP, that grew up on it. Like, um, there's an episode where they focus on, on Huey, Dewey, and Louie's mom. She's, like, trapped on the moon. And, like, okay. And, like, as she's, like, traversing the moon, she's, she's humming the, uh... Uh, the the moon um, the moon song from the Nintendo game. Oh, that's awesome! Like the background music from the Nintendo game, uh, and then like there's another one where when Della Duck is like there in um, you know back on Earth with them, her and Huey are flying in a plane and they're singing along to Powerline. They're singing "Stand Out" from a Goofy movie. Oh, it's really cool. Yeah, so like, there's just so much in there. Um, Le Cellier is offering brunch through the Festival of the Arts, which now through February 23rd. Uh, okay. The, the prefix menu starts with assorted pastries for the table. 
Dishes to choose from include the cheddar cheese soup or avocado toast, as well as entrees like Montreal spiced corned beef hash, uh, Le Cellier eggs benedict or cinnamon roll, French toast or cinnamon roll French toast bread pudding. Desserts include maple creme brulee or coffee and donuts. The brunch also includes your choice of beverage, a northern mimosa, the Le Cellier Bloody Caesar, Joffrey's Le Cellier Blend Press Pot Coffee, or a non-alcoholic specialty beverage. Hmm. This sounds awesome. It does sound awesome, but I can't imagine making a Le Cellier reservation and not getting a steak. I know. I know. But, like, look, I love me a good Disney brunch. Like, a okay. good Disney brunch is fantastic. And this sounds like a good Disney brunch. And you know what? It's priced, like, pretty well. Um, like, you'd think something like, like, the, the brunch, for ex- the, the brunch at, um, California Grill is like 90 or 100 bucks. But this is, okay, the, the? the Le Cellier brunch costs $67 for an adult, $39 per child, um, and is worth two entitlements on the Disney dining plan. Mm, can't I imagine mean, I would do that. It's not cheap, but it's also, like, when, I, like, my benchmark for expensive brunches in Disney is California Grill. Right. Because I've done that brunch, that, and it's wonderful. Is, isn't it, like, that's, like, top of the mark, though. Yes, it is. Um, right. But the, uh, you know my favorite brunch in Disney, though, which nobody really knows about, and now I'm going to give up oh. a secret here on the air, uh, Trails End at Fort Wilderness has a tremendous brunch buffet. Really? Oh, it's wonderful. Uh, pulled pork, okay. eggs, Benedict. Like, I mean, there's some good stuff at this brunch. And it's all, it was only, like, it's only, like, 30-something dollars per person. All you can eat. Hmm. Yeah, I felt I, I've done it. I'm a few, gonna try and remember that. I've done it a few times, and it's wonderful. They have uh, biscuits and gravy, which I love. Uh, and you know, it's always I always recommend people go, and it's also right by the um, um, the Tricycle D Ranch. So okay. After like after you eat, you can go over and look at the ponies and stuff like that. You know what? I'm gonna try and remember this. Yeah, for another like eight, ten months, whatever it's going to be. No, I uh, I'll remind you because I'll, I'll talk about this brunch okay. all day, every day because I, I really yeah remind like me it. that actually sounds good. And you know what? It's easy to get to too. Like you plan it on a Magic Kingdom day, get to the Magic Kingdom, and then take the boat over to Fort Wilderness, and then take the boat back. And it's a nice like um, it's a nice boat ride to go from Magic Kingdom to Fort Wilderness. Right. I like it. Um. The Regal Eagle Smokehouse in Epcot is coming soon, and it's going to be uh, themed to Muppet legend Sam Eagle. Or as Kevin and I would like to call him, Sam the Eagle. Sam the Eagle, yeah. Um, I, don't know when, I don't know when Eagle became his last name. It bothers me. I'm pretty sure it was always Sam Eagle from the original Muppet show. Really? Yeah. Come on. It was not. I'm pretty sure it was. I don't know. Look twist my arm to get me to break out my Muppet Show DVDs, but I, I will do the research for you. Um, now, what I want is merchandise. Come on, yes. do a t-shirt for the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's on the sign, which I like. Me too. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and the food here looks great. It's like ribs and barbecue burgers, and it's it's a barbecue place. It, it looks like it's going to rival um, Flame Tree for me. As a barbecue location in Disney. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Plus, I always thought that that outdoor seating right there, don't get me wrong, I used that outdoor seating many a time without actually going and buying something inside. Right. But I, it did seem almost like wasted space for, for Disney. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, wow, 
what do you guys do with all this out here? So now that they've kind of incorporated that into like seating area for this restaurant, I think that's a great idea. Uh, we have a new uh, attraction open in France, and no, it's not Ratatouille yet. Uh, it is the Beauty and the Beast Sing Along, now open in Epcot. I actually went to this with my friend the other day. And? Um, I was expecting it to be like live actors and stuff like that, like the way the Frozen Sing Along is, and it's not that. It's a, it's just a movie. Uh, I don't like the creative license that they take with the movie. Why? Well, Mrs. Potts is narrating it, and she like she's here to tell you the tr- the real story of Beauty and the Beast, where the entire time LeFou was working behind the scenes to get Belle and the Beast together. Like, he lures Maurice to the Beast's castle and gets him thrown in a dungeon, and, like, he's, like, behind the scenes of Be Our Guest, like, you know, helping the the enchanted objects, like, prepare the food, and I was just like, no! <laughs> no, you don't... You know ca- what? <laughs> I would probably have the same reaction. <laughs> Um, this this amazing story of faded, this amazing story of faded love is is now being attributed to this this little toady. You know what? He's a popular character, though. Oh, it, it just like I mean, you know, you sing along to the songs and everything like that. If you guys are interested in seeing what it what it's like, there is a Morty Monster video for it. Uh, you can check that out over at Morty's YouTube channel or Facebook. Uh, but is this a thing you guys that will ever be on your radar? unlikely i mean i did the frozen sing-along in the height of frozen because abby was like into it so was ethan um and then we love being the beast but i mean i can't imagine i would ever really do it here's my thing in a world where we already have um the beauty and the beast live on stage at hollywood studios i don't understand why we need why we needed this right now that we do every time yeah yeah, uh, I mean, and it, it replaces impressions to France, so you're you're getting rid of like, you know, educational world showcase content, authentic right. th- things from the country for more IP, which is well, kind of a growing listen, trend. If they put an authentic thing from the country in there though, and no one goes to it, I mean, what's yeah, the point? I mean that is true. That is true, and you know we can you go- can tell they're. they're- they're trying to bump up the entertainment value in World Showcase. I mean, this is all just part of that. Well, speaking of that, new background music is coming to World Showcase. In France, you're going to be hearing a, um instrumental version of Be Our Guest. Okay. And in Mexico, you can hear uh, an instrumental uh, medley of Remember Me from Coco. Interesting. So again, we are injecting more IP into, uh, but I like that. into World Showcase. I mean, I, Disney World. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, but I also understand the people that don't like that. Sure. I will say one thing that I liked in the Beauty and the Beast sing-along in the lobby, they've got, like, actual, like, um, props and costumes from different French musicals. Like, there's the Phantom's mask from Phantom, Jean Valjean's jacket from Les Miserables. They also have Emma Watson's dress from Beauty and the Beast. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, they have like the glass slipper and dress from Cinderella, the live action Cinderella. Uh, they have the Quasi's costume from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. So, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. Um, Mouse Gear has closed and temporarily moved to a new location at Interventions East. 
Now I gotta tell you, this is actually like I mean, we all so we all knew it was gonna close, and we all knew they were gonna have a temporary location. Yes. And and I'm sure the when Mouse Gear regains its full you know strength at its regular location, it's gonna be awesome. Oh, it's having yeah. said that, the temporary Mouse Gear location super depresses me. It just it's like a wacky mall store, not even a mall Disney store, which yeah. has flavor. It's like a rectangular wacky store. I don't know. It bums me out looking at the pictures. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Do you think when Mouse Gear opens up, it's going to get the World of Disney treatment? Um, you know, I, I hope it, the thing about Mouse Gear was I always liked the actual, like, design of the store and I liked the gears. I, I hope they do something really specific for that store. I just, you know what I mean? I, Let's face it. Yeah. This is Epcot's Emporium, right? I mean, this is like uh, mm-hmm. like the, one of the bigger stores on property. I, I hope it has some uniqueness, so I'm sure it will. I just hope it doesn't become like streamlined the way World of Disney did. So, all right, we are um, we are going to take a quick commercial break here from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network, and then we'll be back with our uh, with the rest of the news. So, stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. you got to pack everything up. you got to figure out where you're eating. you got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier and makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave you're likely to pay less and get more and what's better than that Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weiger autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weiger. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse.
If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop cues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. Hi there, this is Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast, inviting you to join me here every other Friday for all things Disney from my perspective. Let's face it, with our fast-paced lives in a crazy world, always running from one place to another, from hectic work days to family responsibilities, from household chores to those never-ending errands, it sometimes seems impossible to survive until your next Disney trip. How to turn that around? Easy, by keeping a little bit of that Disney magic in our everyday lives. So go ahead, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee and a little something sweet, and let's chat Disney. Join me here on the White Dragon Podcast Network every other Friday where we'll celebrate all the magic, all the fun, all the memories, and even some stuff that's not so magical. But don't worry, a little bit of pixie dust should take care of that. So until then, I hope you remember to keep the mouse in your house. Hello, I'm Storybook Julius, the White Dragon Podcast Network's resident Canadian and the host of Storybook Radio, a Walt Disney World and Universal Studios podcast appearing every Wednesday here on WDPN. Walt Disney was a storyteller, and well, so am I. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as cool as Walt Disney or anything, but I'm saying that if you're looking for a unique take on the Walt Disney World and Universal Studios theme parks, with immersive looks at their stories, backstories, and histories, you've come to the right place. Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Podomatic to subscribe to and download the Storybook Radio podcast each and every Wednesday. You can also check out www.storybookradio.com for more details and more content. Hello, humans! My name is Morty Monster, and I'm... uh, Well, I'm a monster. I'm here as an exchange student from the Monster World, where growing up I fell in love with the world of human pop culture. Unfortunately, not a lot of monsters share that passion, so I came here to experience all of these things that I love and to share that passion with all of you. I do this through my YouTube channel with regular video blogs. One of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonster and friends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. 
From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster! And we're back, folks. Welcome back. More Two Men in the Mouse. More news. Uh, we've got Animal Kingdom news. Not a lot, but, you know, some. Okay. Uh, taking a trip over to the Kingdom of the Animals, where Kali River Rapids has closed for its annual refurbishment. It's a good time of year for that. Yeah, I couldn't imagine going on Kali River Rapids right now. Like, I mean, right now, it's 64 degrees here in Orlando. Yeah, you probably don't want to be soaked. Yeah. Unless you're Canadian, in which case, go nuts. Um, right. <laughs> that's always like when it's like a day like this in the, in the winter where it's like, and I know people are like, oh, 64 degrees. It's like negative five here. Well, for Florida, it's cold. Like, and it's probably too cold to go in the pool. But if you're Canadian, like the Canadians are always like going down water slides at 64 degrees. I love it. Um, yeah, but it's different. You know, going in, even going in a pool at like 70, like you're kind of in the water you get out and dry off. Going on a ride, now I'm sure this time of year you also wouldn't get soaked, but getting soaked and then having to walk around like that is yeah. probably not the greatest idea. Well, like with Splash Mountain, like sometimes when it's cold out, they t you know that, like, oh, you might not know because you don't really ride it, but everybody's going to nod along with me. There's a little waterfall after the plunge where like, mm -hmm. the, where, like everybody kind of like piles up and like that waterfall like spritzes you with water. When it's cold out, yep. they turn that off. So, that's a, a nice little thing that they do. Or they'll turn off the, um, cause now, like, when, when the logs come down Chickapin Hill, you get the splash over the side, and you get the splash going forward, like a, right. like a water jet. Um, and when it's cold, they turn those off too. It's a good idea. Yeah. That, uh, that splash over the side, that can get you drenched. If you, if it's like, so there's a, I love that, like, that fear as you like creep toward that like incline where it's like, Oh my God, are we going to hit? Are we going to hit? Are we going to hit? Like you're trying to like time it out, but right. <laughs> uh, Hollywood studios news. We got, we're going to spend some time here this week. That's it. We have a release date for Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway. Oh, very yeah. nice. When is it? Uh, Disney has announced today that Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway will open uh, March 4th, 2020. Okay. The attraction at Hollywood Studios is currently under testing in the Chinese theater. Um, and you'll step through the movie screen and join Mickey and his friends like never before. The attraction will put you inside the wacky and unpredictable world of a Mickey Mouse cartoon short where you're the star and anything can happen. The zany out-of-control adventure features surprising twists and turns, dazzling visual effects, and mind-boggling transformations that happen before your very eyes. I'm super excited for this. Uh, I want to be. I'm still a little hurt about great movie ride i can't help it i try not to be um i put on a brave face for my children i am still a little bummed out about it the, i am but, too but at the end of the day like it's time to embrace the new i think and i'm gonna like yeah this sounds like, like a, a, an actual mickey ride i'm all over this i mean they haven't disappointed with other things that they've you know put a new thing in its place I mean, I love Pooh Bear. I don't really Jones for Mr. Toads. You know what I mean? Like, right. uh, new test track. I, I, I love new test track. So, new test track is great. uh, do I miss the old ones? I do, but you know, I, I do like the new stuff. Right. Right. I mean, I, the, the thing that stinks is like, usually I try to go to these on opening day, but 
I don't think I'll be able to. I think I will be actually up in New Jersey for a wrestling show on March 4th. Oh, okay. I think. I'll double check the dates, but. You know what's weird? I wonder if, um, I wonder if Great Movie Ride will, like, just get better, like, in our memories with time. Right. Like, in 10 years, it's going to be this flawless ride uh-huh. that we all cherish. Do you know what I mean? Right. Mind you, we both know, like, it was a little dated and, like, you know, we loved it, but it was, you know, I, I wonder if, like, you know, memory's going to, like, make it, like, so much better. Like, it was the greatest ride ever. Oh, you mean, like, how Maelstrom is now, like, Rise of yeah, the Resistance Maelstrom. quality to people. Eat ticket ride. Like Maelstrom was the best. Nobody went on Maelstrom. It never had a line. Uh, gosh. <laughs> um, speaking of Rise of the Resistance, uh, it is not part of Extra Magic Hours, and this was expected. Uh, it's not going to be part of the evening Extra Magic Hours at Hollywood Studios. Uh, the evening Extra Magic Hours returned to Hollywood Studios last month, and although Rise of the Resistance. Um, does hasn't opened during the morning extra magic hours it wasn't clear what would happen during the evening one and apparently it's still it's not not a thing okay muppet vision 3d is closing for a refurbishment Uh uh-huh i see what you did there yeah no i would have been in a much worse mood um january 26th to february 9th so not a lot going on but i have to say one thing peter mandel everybody who's like they're gonna close it they're gonna close it they're gonna close it they wouldn't be refurbishing it if they were closing it right like, we've got it for a while more if they're closing it to fix it up. Um, Star Tours um, <clears throat> has new Rise of Skywalker locations. Okay. As we expected. Uh, not, not just locations, I hear. No, not just locations, but also a, uh, a pop-in from a certain character. Uh, well, now, for Force Awakens, we got Batu, which is a first world that you go to. For... Yep. Um, uh, Last Jedi, we got Crate, which was a second world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rise of Skywalker actually gives us two, two different places to go to: Kefbir, the um, the ocean moon of Endor, and uh, Exegol, which is where like the big fight happened, the big battle. Yep. Uh, and you get a um, before going to Exegol, you get a message from Lando Calrissian himself. Which That's I'm all, exciting. Yeah, I'm all about that Lando life. Um, <clears throat> but the thing I like about it is that, like, Lando is, like, rec- remember, like, Lando in Rise of Skywalker, I guess, spoilers, but, like, he goes off to, like, recruit people for the big battle. Right. And, and, but now it's like he's recruiting you. Yeah, I like that. It ties right into the movie. It does. I like, I, I really think that was a nice touch. Uh, the, there have been changes I made. I know this is going to sound crazy. God. But I, you know how they, like, they do tons of random, like, yeah, you that's know, the whole thing. You might get this beginning with that ending. Yeah. I almost wish going forward, if you got this, you got all three of them together. Or at least the last, or at least the hologram and then, yeah. you know, the last battle. I'm sure that the Lando hologram means you're going to Exegol. I hope so. It just seems to make sense. Yeah. Um, the changes have been made to the virtual queue for Rise of the Resistance. Um, so now there was this thing going on where like people were basically storming the gates of Hollywood Studios at like five in the morning. And okay, so the park opens at like eight, right? People get there at five a.m. and there's so many people that they have to open the gates because it becomes a safety hazard, right? Um, 
And then people were getting in and filling up the virtual queue for Rise of the Resistance. So you, someone who pl- has planned to get there for park opening, gets there at 8 o'clock and there's no boarding groups left. Uh, that happened to me a couple times. And the cast member told me, like, oh, well, you know, when there's X amount of people here, we have to open up. Well, they have changed the way this is working. I had a feeling they were going to because it wasn't fair. Um, they are continuing to allow guests through the touch points around 30 minutes prior to the official opening time. Or, you know, if they storm the gates, they have to open the gates, but they don't let them past, um, they don't, they don't let them onto everything. Like, Rise of the Resistance won't be there yet. Um, right. The virtual queue opens at 7 a.m. for guests inside the parks. Or whatever, I guess, the opening time is. The boarding groups are reaching capacity right. usually within 45 minutes and then switching to backup groups, which are then typically reaching capacity around 9.30 a.m. Backup groups will be called if all the standard boarding groups have been called and capacity remains available before closing. Um, the best course of action to ensure access to Star Wars Rise of the Resistance is to be at the park at least 30 minutes prior to the posted opening time and to access My Disney Experience immediately after passing through the touch points. Now, I mean, like... I think it's calmed down a bit, but... Yeah, it's it's still, like crazy go you had to get you pretty much have to get there early i had a friend who went the other day and he got there at 5 30 okay uh just like you said they let them in at whatever time i guess like 6 30 or something because it was opening at seven okay at seven you can get the boarding group so i believe he, he sent me a picture they were over by um maybe by where um american idol was okay like, they've gone and walked that way. You mean by where Drew Carey then, sounds dangerously was. Correct. I was going to say that, but I'm not sure how many people remember it. Um, so right over there. And at 7, you can get a boarding group. And they really don't let everyone go until, like, 7.03, 7.05. So they're not, like, stampeding other people getting boarding groups. Yes. And then they, he said they marched them right to the Falcon. Well, like, you don't have to stampede anyone to get a boarding group you can get the boarding group on your phone from no matter where you are in the park you just have to be right. in the park but but, but if you but if at seven o'clock they let all these people go now you have everyone like touching all their people they're bringing with them into the boarding group and getting the board and and walking at the same time i think they're trying to limit people looking down at their phone and like yeah. masses of humanity moving towards the falcon yes i i agree i agree, I agree with that uh i mean i still have and I, another I, day good he got boarding group 60. He went the week before and got 35 and said he was out by nine o'clock, got 60. The ride broke down for a good portion of the day. Oh. He was like, live 60 was literally the last group called. Wow. I know normally they have like, like 132 or something. You know, we, we had gotten a question as to whether or not you could get the boarding group and leave the park on the last episode when we talked about rise of resistance, but I, I didn't know at the time. Now I know. You can leave the park. Like, you can show up, yeah, absolutely. get your boarding group, leave, go back to sleep, or go to Epcot, or go wherever you want to go, and then, like, when they call your boarding group, you have two full hours to to get there, to get on the ride. So, no matter where you are, you yep. can get back there in two hours' time. I, I think it's a good system. I hope they're going to do it for uh, Runaway Railway also. You know, it's interesting, like, especially with Fast Passes starting for the Millennium Falcon, like, could you ever see, like, could you see Rise of Resistance being eventually Fast Passed, or do you think they would leave this system for this ride for a while? I think they're going to leave it this way for a while, but I think eventually it will get Fast Passed. 
yeah, eventually it has to. I mean, three years from now, we're not going to still be doing this, but it is interesting. And yeah, like you just said, our our last bit of news is that Fast Pass Plus has come to Smuggler's Run. Uh, I was called by our good friend Dave Weikert yesterday uh, to let me know that that it had arrived. People were wondering about this. You know, I'm not thrilled that Fast Pass is now there for Smuggler's Run. Did you say you're not thrilled? I'm not thrilled by it. Well, I and this is the first thing I said to Dave. It, it definitely will increase the, you know, that 60-minute wait that always seems to be the standard. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to go by the wayside. Exactly, and that's my problem with it. Like, I liked knowing that it was never really a long standby wait, like, relatively speaking. Right. But with that, and this is going to be an impossible to get fast pass. Like, it's it, Slinky Dog Dash is going to be much easier to get now. Yeah, well, yeah, because I think Slinky Dog and and the Falcon are like the they're in the same like, tier, top two. They're in the same tier, right? right. Yeah, um, it's weird. You know, I can remember when Fast Pass Plus came to Pirates of the Caribbean, which never had a wait, and right. all of a sudden Pirates of the Caribbean was half an hour minimum, and it was like, what's happening? Well, Fast Pass got introduced. You yeah. know, it's it's kind of the trade off that you have to understand. That, you know, when you introduce FastPass to these rides, it's now going to have a, a different capacity than everyone just getting in one line. Absolutely. It just I mean, Smuggler's Run, like, I liked that it never really had a long wait. And I'm kind of upset that now it's going to have a long wait. And with the premium, fa- with rumors of premium FastPass coming, the FastPass that you pay for, it's going right. to be even harder to get things like Smuggler's Run and Seven Dwarves Mine Train and like the the hard to get fast passes because they're all going to go to the people that are that are paying extra for them. Yeah. If that's a thing. I mean, we haven't really talked about it because it's a hyper rumor at this point, but from what everyone's saying, it sounds like it's only a matter of time before Disney rolls out the paid fast pass system. I mean, I hope it never happens. It's something that separates them from Universal. Or, yeah. To be honest with you, even Disneyland, where FastPass is free, but MaxPass is a much more convenient system you pay for. Right. Um, having said that, would I pay for it? I mean, I go once a year. I want to maximize my time. I might, depending on cost. Do you know what I mean? I hate that. I hate that people will pay for this. I, I do, too. I do too. I, I don't. I, it's not something I want to do. Trust me, I'm not a fan. And I feel bad. But, I, know, feel like again, being, I feel like we're being overly negative this episode about things like that. But you know, it's just you know, like how much more money do you need? And I know for profit company and all that stuff, but it, it just I don't like Fast Pass has always just been included in your ticket price, and but still would be included in the ticket price. And it still price. would be, but like things like Smuggler's Run are going to be much harder to come by. Yeah, you know, you're not you're not wrong. I think like the fast passes for they're, they're rumoring that like instead of sixty days out, the premium fast pass can do it ninety days out. Mm. So you know, depending on how well, see, popular that's, that's it gets, a, that's backfire. Yeah, because at that point, if if it's so popular, enough people do it, you're gonna have sixty day out people literally not even being able to get on flight of passage to right. get on smugglers run. Like, it's not even gonna be an option for yeah. them. It won't be. So, well, that's kind of a downer to... What? Let's just hope this is all, you know, theory and not, you know, actually coming anytime soon, because that would definitely be a bummer. Well, before we end this week, you want to talk a little bit about Rise of Skywalker? Oh, I'm always down to talk about Rise of Skywalker. I mean, I enjoyed it. I did, too. I know a lot of people didn't like it. 
Um, yeah, I mean, talking about this movie is kind of my job. And I'm surprised at the amount of people who uh, who kind of didn't love it. But I'm not shocked by I'm that. I think saying, a lot of people. I think a lot of people. And and I'm so you're someone who hated the Last Jedi, but you still liked this movie. There's a lot of people out there, and I have several friends like this who decided that they hated Rise of Skywalker as they were walking out of Last Jedi. Yeah, I was just going to say, Rise of Skywalker, unfortunately, for Disney, broke Star Wars. Uh, until they can figure out, you know, how to do, you know, Star Wars again, I think for a lot of people, I just don't think they're ever coming back. And I, I think there's a good amount of people who are really never coming back. Are they going to buy a movie ticket? Sure. But are they buying T-shirts and action figures and going to see the movie four times? No. I only saw it once. I saw it more than once. Uh, you know what? It was. It's funny because you know it's a billion dollar movie, and when you say that, you're like, "What? Like a billion dollars?" It was slow to a billion. It was slower yeah. than they would have wanted. Oh yeah. It did not project the, the way that it, you know. It didn't go the way it projected. Um, I, I liked it a lot, though. But I, I don't think. Know. Well, I'm, I think what they're doing now is I think that they're kind of focusing their Star Wars efforts on Disney Plus. With TV shows. Well, well, maybe they are. I mean, have you heard all this Obi-Wan drama? Yeah, I'm hearing that the Obi-Wan series is canceled. Okay, so it's not canceled. As a matter of fact, you and McGregor recently just said that it should... Um, it's interesting, because you have two things going on here. You have you and McGregor doing a press tour for Suicide Squad. Oh, no, sorry, Birds of Prey. Which looks horrible. Um, I'm going to say it. Um, so you have him in, in, the, in the public being interviewed and you have bob Iger, who i believe has an earnings call the first week of february and i'm positive people are going to ask him about this also um so it does it looks like it's not canceled apparently the um crew has been sent home i've also heard that they've been told it's not canceled it's just delayed i also thought i read a thing with ewan mcgregor where he said it's actually going to come out the same time it was originally projected just the shooting is being pushed back Okay. I've heard I've heard two different things. I've heard I read a quote that Kathleen Kennedy isn't happy with the scripts. Um, it was originally going to be four, uh, six episodes, and now we're looking at four episodes. Uh, I also heard that there is some budget stuff, so that's where it gets interesting. So if we think it makes so much sense for them to go crazy into Disney Plus. I, you know, I don't know if that model, and don't get me wrong, they're going to put a lot of things on Disney Plus. I mean, the Mandalorian. But I don't is a know if that model. You know, the, the Mandalorian. Is right. A- and the Mandalorian was like a perfect, like, kind of. It, it was a great ploy for them because it was, you know, tons of people have come in here to my store and been like, where's the Baby Yoda merchandise? Like, why don't we have it? Why did they do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great because if you were on the fence about Disney Plus and Disney Plus came out and then the Mandalorian started coming out and you were like, I don't think I'm going to get it. Well, when Baby Yoda broke the Internet. Tons of those people are like, okay, I'm going to go get Disney+. Plus. Right. So this was a really well-played thing by Jon Favreau to kind of, you know, give up the Christmas toy sales but gain this many more subscribers to Disney+. Plus. Absolutely. Uh, so that really was well executed. But I, I also listen, I also think that, you know, maybe they're thinking in terms of, you know, do we want to do some things as movies? You know, you're hearing about the High Republic movies that are going to come out now. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
it's weird. I, I don't know the real, real story behind this Obi-Wan stuff other than, you know, it was a real where there's smoke, there's fire kind of thing. Like it wasn't just like internet speculation. Like it like had some legitimacy to it, but I, I, it sounds like it's still going to happen. Well, and then you've got things like Benioff and Weiss from Game of Thrones being fired, but saying that they're, that they quit. Like they were clearly fired. Right. Who well, doesn't or, have time to make a Star fact, Wars uh, movie? Right, or the fact that Ryan Johnson's still making a Star Wars movie. Sure you are. Yeah, no, like, here's the thing. <laughs> um, with Benny, um, with Benioff and Weiss, it was they ruined Game of Thrones in the final se- in the final season, or final two seasons, probably. And people, people are so down on them that, that Disney doesn't want that on their hands. That's definitely what happened. Like, Benioff and Weiss, like, you don't, you're not too busy to work on Star Wars. The only person in the world who's too busy to make a Star Wars movie is Kevin Feige, and he's making a Star Wars movie. And J.J. Abrams, apparently, because otherwise he would have done all three, and none of this would have been a problem. Yeah, um, yeah the Weiss Benoff thing, I mean, I think Disney did them right by waiting for them to sign their deal with Netflix, I believe, yeah. and kind of let them go in like a we're going to part ways, like, you know, agree to part ways kind of thing instead of this isn't happening. So I think they kind of did that well for them. Yeah. yeah but think about their, their next project after Game of Thrones. Remember, they were going to do that project for HBO. It was like a show where history's changed. I don't even remember what it was. Mm-hmm. And that got scrapped immediately, too. True. You know, um, one, so, little, I mean, one, one bit of news, like, switching gears completely from Star Wars right now. Is one one thing that I saw this morning that I forgot to bring up was, um, did you see that Shanghai Disney is closed right now and for the foreseeable future? Really? Because of the the uh, coronavirus in China. Huh. So they they've wow. they've, they've closed their gates and they have given no um, no indication as to when it's going to open again. So hmm. that's going to be another thanks Shanghai moment because that's going to like if they can't open that park, it, they're going to be bleeding money. It's so weird, though. Like, I don't know, even under, fully understand, like, the Asian Disney parks. Disney doesn't even really own them. They have partial ownership in them. The Chinese government owns a large percentage of Shanghai Disney. Right. But it's funny, like, I have a friend who went last summer, and he was like, I thought it was like buying tickets for a Disney park. It's not. You're buying it from, like, a totally separate type of thing. Yeah. You can't just, like, go on the website and buy a ticket like you can for Disney World. It's weird. The glorious go- communist government of the of the great country of China welcomes you <laughs> to Shanghai Disneyland. Uh, Please tell me you've watched all of the Imagineering episodes on I, Disney+. Plus. I haven't. I haven't at all. That, dude, that's I, I know. Sin. I guarantee you, more of our listeners have. If you are, if you are into Disney parks enough that you are downloading Two Men in the Mouse, I'm positive you have watched this. It is six episodes. They're fantastic. They go into, uh, they go into building the parks. I saw a little bit of the Shanghai episode. I saw, like, I saw a little bit of the Shanghai episode when my dad was watching it when I was back in Jersey, and I, I'm still so salty about Shanghai Disney that I was just kind of like, I don't want to watch this. You should, though. It's a, it's a wonderful story of the Imagineering department. The first two episodes are gold because it's all like the vintage stuff we love. Mm-hmm. The last episode actually deals a lot with Galaxy's Edge, oh, nice. which is really cool. Nice. So, uh, I mean, again, it's only six episodes. Totally, totally. If you're into Disney parks, it's a must watch. All right. Well, anything else you wanted to touch on this week? I got it all out. All right. 
Well, then, that's going to do for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us, and welcome back to the Two Men in the Mouse experience. We'll be back next week talking about your uh, Disney New Year's resolutions. We have a thread up at the Facebook discussion group where you can add your resolution uh, to the list, and we're happy to talk about them. Uh, folks, if you love our good friend Peter Mandel, check him out over at Rogue Comics in Cranford, New Jersey, 105 North Union Avenue. Uh, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, or go over to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. And folks, of course, our good friend Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, he's going to plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Uh, email him, uh, DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net, or find him on Facebook at, uh, at, at Magical, as Magical Travel Dave. And folks, uh, if you are renting a crib or stroller in Walt Disney World, please remember our good friends over at KingdomStrollers.com who will rent you the crib or stroller of your dreams. And for me, folks, uh, please check out um, my books, the Ross and Andy series. Uh, book one is currently free on Amazon uh, for Kindle. So uh, you can pick that up for free and then you can get the rest of the series for under $5. Also, please check out uh, the Morty Monster YouTube channel and UWA Elite Professional Wrestling to see what else I've been up to. Uh, folks, uh, thank you for joining us again this and every week. Pete, any closing words? Let's do it again next week. All right. Please, folks, keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men. And the mouse.